Hello and welcome to this week's Independent Music Podcast. Ten of the best new tracks each week, hosted by me, Anthony Chalmers. And me, Gareth May.
Hello and welcome to the Independent Music Podcast. What a way, what a way to get started, Anthony Chalmers. Absolute, absolute tune. We're recording a double podcast today and it's relatively early in the day and we are getting it going in the right way. Absolutely. It's a Majid Sula, the track is called Netsaweth Sifasan Nag. It's taken from his record called Chant Amazai, which is out on the 10th of December via Habibi Funk Records, the fabulous German record label. Proper foot stomper. Oh, toe tapper. Absolute toe tapper. <laughs> yeah, like fluty funk. Yeah, Majid Dasula, he's uh, from Algeria. And yeah, this is a collection of his works uh, that Habibi Funk have uh, pulled together. He made most of his music really in the 80s. And that track was originally on his debut record, which was called, <laughs> apologies for the pronunciation, Ezrai Ashuga, which was uh, released on Triumph Music back in 1981. And yeah, his music is super interesting. A lot of political works, largely fighting for the defense of the of Berber culture. So yeah, so uh, he's an Amazai artist, uh, yeah, ethnic group, indigenous to North Africa, uh, Morocco, Algeria, Tunisia, Libya, particularly. And yeah, his debut album actually i was looking into it and it's uh, the cover is awesome it's like it's an illustration of a man locked in a prison with the, the sort of godlike beam of light coming through the prison window and yeah sort of illustrates the type of music that he makes and the tone and the lyrics that he writes Nice. Well, just before we get on to the next one from me, we have something special on uh, this week's pod for the first time ever in 340-something episodes. We have a sponsor. That's right. We have a sponsor for the next few weeks podcast, and we are sponsored by State51.com. State51 is a hub for music. They're a music distributor. They, you can buy music on there, working with artists like J.K. Flesh and Nod and Mr. Underwood that we covered on the podcast in the last, you know, last couple of months. They're also a distributor for many great record labels like Ghostbox Records, Low Recordings, Subtext, and many more. If basically, if you go on Greedbag, if you see like ghostbox.greedbag.com, for example, that means that greed bag means it's distributed by State 51. And also, if you're a record label yourself or an artist, you could also go on state51.com and get in touch about potentially working with them for distro. So thank you very much for supporting the podcast. It's taken 10 years and someone has supported us financially. So we are, well, apart from, of course, all you lovely patrons, you've been supporting us financially. Someone in the industry supporting us financially. Yeah, fantastic. So State 51, uh, amazing company, amazing label as well themselves. Like We've played them quite a lot recently, actually, which is not related. But uh, yeah, they are fantastic. So yeah, do go check them out. And if you want to support the podcast as well, patreon.com forward slash independent music podcast. There we go. First one from me, going to play you one from Jerusalem in my heart on Constellation Records featuring fantastic drummer Greg Fox. Their new album is Kialak. I mean, it's Q-A-L-A-Q. Kialak? Kialak? I don't know. Kualak. Apologies for the pronunciation. And this track is Abiyad Barak. Thank you. 
There we go. That's the sounds of Jerusalem in My Heart featuring Greg Fox. Abyad Barak is the name of the track. It's uh, from the record Kulag. I feel bad. I shouldn't even have tried to do that again, which is out now on Constellation Records. It's the fifth album of sort of Arabic-influenced electronic and experimental music from Radwan Ghazi Mume, who performs under the Jerusalem in My Heart moniker. It's sort of a duo with Charles Coderre, but I believe Charles is uh, only on the visuals. Not only. He makes all the music videos, tours, and does live AV but it's just Rad One on the music, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, and that's a great track. And uh, so Gareth had one lined up uh, for that as well, but with Lucretia Adult. Yeah, I did. Uh, it's, uh, it was uh, on my long list. It's interesting recording two podcasts back to back. You and, and also because we had a couple of weeks off recently, it's uh, we then and all this backlog of music, great music that we've been listening to. Yeah, it's uh, unsurprising that we had a couple that overlapped. Yeah, my only problem was when I sort of put my tracks together, it was just like eight songs were like, nine minute drone tunes or something i was like these are good music but this is not a varied podcast but i've cut a few and now we have all sorts of wonderful stuff coming to you yeah most of mine is uh, deconstructed club music like this one and we've actually talked about this record a bit but it, this is coming out this week in fact it's uh, from aya didn't we already do we play something from this record no already? we didn't we've talked about it what? We've ref- because ref- i was just like oh i was going to play something from this record that i've been listening to is absolutely brilliant but i was like oh we already played that one um, nope, we did not. We <laughs> I am so sorry, Aya. Maybe we just talked about her so much. <laughs> we, we do, and we reference her quite a lot. But we played Delicious uh, well, last year, uh, which was a track on her own label, YCO, which has only released two releases so far. Uh, but yeah, this album called Im Hole, or I Am Hole, which is coming out on Hyperdub here in the UK, is just absolutely fantastic and a bit of a change in direction. I would say as well. I'm going to play this track from it. It's called Oob Prothesis. I'm shaving down a raisin on my face just to melt and now 
there you have it. Aya track is called Oop Prothesis. It's taken from her record called Imhole. It's released on Hyperdub. And yeah, Anthony, I was saying, oh, if that was 25 quid for like the vinyl, I'd definitely buy that. But it's a book for 25 pounds. But you were saying off uh, mic that it was actually for environmental reasons that they're not pressing. Yeah, apparently that's what uh, that's what I saw from the record label when it came out. I was just like, don't don't want it on records. Um you know, at the end of the day, I mean, pressing vinyl is bad for the environment, although there is uh, sort of more sustainable ways of doing it. Obviously, there is huge delays in pressing plants as well, which uh, doesn't help these things. But no, I mean, Aya, straight up fucking brilliant. One of the sort of more exciting electronic artists uh, right now. Another amazing pickup by Hyperdub, who are just uh, best in the business, really. Yeah, and it's interesting in the blurb, it says, uh, contorting language, dialect, gender and sexuality between intermittently controlled bursts of rhythm, noise and oral goop. She has sculpted a set of autobiographical vignettes that challenge established norms, question supposed truths and affirm a spectrum of interlocking experiences. I think even though that track was only like two minutes long, you sort of get that. They're sort of like juxtaposing sounds and sort of jaunty moving from one sound to a completely different one and it's just a fantastic and the whole record is like that it's fantastic mm-hmm. yeah no completely agree i'm going to play you one that was sent to me by regular podcast listener and interactor dylan he hosts the under the influence podcast and does a lot of radio shows and mixes and stuff like that it's free your radio is the handle on twitter if you want to go find more about him he sent me this by burnt sugar orchestra chamber and this is a brilliant slice of um modern jazz spiritual jazz weird experimentalism absolutely brilliant i've literally only listened to it this morning and i've only listened to this one song and i am keen to find out more this track is called inner lisala over okanda and uh, it's the burnt sugar orchestra chamber there from new york
There we go. That is uh, just two and a half minutes. Really enjoyed that last bit. <laughs> Babadoo-babby. Yeah, <laughs> little scat. Uh, the Burnt Sugar, the orchestra chamber out of New York. The track is Inner Lisala over Okanda. And I imagine that that record is going to be full of like extended funk jazz <laughs> jams, that of which that is just a tiny bit. Described here as a multiracial jam army that freestyles with cool telekinesis between the lustrous menace of Miles Davis on the corner and the slash and om of 70s King Crimson and Jimi Hendrix. Jam army. Like an <laughs> army of jams. Multiracial jam army. <laughs> Coming down, all those jams playing music. Yeah, essentially it's like a, a large collective of uh, New York jazz, hip-hop, soul, experimental people getting together and doing stuff like that. It's the first I've heard of them literally today, so I don't know too much about it, but definitely something to dig into for all our listeners if you enjoyed it. Which jam do you reckon would play the best music? I'm quite the fan of raspberry jam. I think it'd be a good good jam. <laughs> I, don't, I can see this is a rabbit hole you don't what, want what, to go down. What, what's it up against? Oh, all other jams. Apricot jam. <laughs> well, I appreciate that it's obviously up against all other jams. <laughs> Blackcurrant jam. Is there special off-the-wall jams? Okay, what do you reckon would be better at jazz or music? Live music performance, jam or marmite? A very British reference. Jam, obviously. Yeah, I think jam would be better, obviously. Okay, well, that's a, that was a great segue. Maybe we could bring that back. Every week. Or we cannot. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed it a lot anyway. I think a blackcurrant jam would be steady. Like, be the indie of jams with a blackcurrant jam. Steve Lamack of jam. Yeah. (laughs) Quite good. But, you know, you know what you're getting. I'm going to play some music that is not you know what you're getting. And it's from Boca Versions, the brilliant Bristol record label. It's from a project called Only Now, which is uh, the project of Kush Aurora, who's uh, based out in California. And this record, it's called Only Now Presents Indian Unclassical Volume 1. And this is, as long-time listeners will know, really up my street in terms of it takes traditional instrumentation, and blends it with industrial experimentation, and this does it exceptionally well. Bocca just releases all sorts of stuff these days, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it just releases one. Normally a dub label to begin with, and now they're just like anything from the far reaches of, yeah. of left field music. Anything that sounds great, and this is it. And yeah, only now is, yeah, just this is the first I've heard of his music. It just is absolutely fantastic so yeah i'll talk a little bit more about it after this track this is only now and it's called slit ties featuring robin sukadia
let's hear fractured rhythms, consuming drone, and poignant echoes of virtuosic Indian music. Absolutely get that wholeheartedly. Sounds of only now slit ties. It's featuring Robin Sukadia, who is a price pronouncing that wrong as well, who's a tabla player. It's taken from the record. Only now presents Indian Unclassical Volume One out right now on Bokka versions. Enjoy that. I did. I enjoyed that very much. Also, like, uh, much, much shorter than I was expecting. Like, basically, when I prepped this podcast, I thought, all oh, our song's going to be, like, eight minutes long. We'd just been playing two minutes. Yeah, so, so, well, next week's podcast, which we are recording after this, because Anthony's going away. Heading off to Tenerife for three days, and I'm very excited. Yeah, so, because he's doing that, we're recording two now, so we don't skip another week. I suspect next week's episode is all going to be <laughs> seven <laughs> minutes long. Um, but, but no, uh, so, a little bit about Kush Aurora and that release. Like I said before, he's uh, based out in California. He's had a couple of uh, releases on record labels that we like. He had one on Scatter Tapes, which is the sister label of Discrepant Records. He's had one on Polar, one on Infinite Machines based out in Canada. And he's actually got one on Hakuna Kalala coming next year, I think. think. Wow, that is quite the spread of brilliant record labels right there. It's crazy, actually. And the list of tracks I've got for this week and next, the number of times Dege Dege gets referenced is at least six. That's absolutely unheard of on this podcast, Gareth. Uh, I know, like by other people, like <laughs> it's fantastic how well they're doing and how big they're sort of ostensibly becoming. Oh, absolutely. Becoming a fucking go-to for gnarly African electronic music, basically just, just, a, basically just a byword for it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but just last point on this record, yeah, Indian and classical, essentially it came from Kush uh, wanting solo instrumental pieces from influential Indian classical musicians. So Robin Sudhakadir, who you just heard on that track, uh, Sheila Bringi, who plays the Bansuri, Karmajit Ahulwalia, and loads of others, uh, which I'm not going to uh, upset Indian uh, listeners by trying to pronounce all the names, but, you know, and sort of bringing those in and then mixing them up and turning them into vignettes, maybe, or music that you just heard. Cool. This is another one, actually, that was sent to me by a listener, so thanks, Harsh, who has provided numerous brilliant songs for this podcast over the last some years. This is a lady from Kansas called Maria Eleanor. See, I hadn't come across her music before listening to this, but this is a beautiful record. She's a guitarist and singer, like nominally in a sort of folk genre, but she's playing uh, with a band here of amazing american jazz musicians a little bit similar to the band modern nature out of london that i've been liking recently that i should play on the podcast sometime soon they do have a new record coming out where it's sort of in a folky way but with some of london's finest jazzers in there so you hear folk music with pretty yeah i think the description should uh, should describe what it is that makes sense the album's called eros and this is the opening track from it it's called december Thank you. 
There we go. That was the sounds of Maria Elena Silva. The track is called December. It's from her album Eros, which is on Big Ego Records, the record label I'm not familiar with. Looking through their discogs, I think it seems to be more in the, the jazz guys on there. So perhaps it's connected with some of the people that are in the band here. But I think that record's absolutely spectacular. I listened to like half of it while I was working this morning. I can't find too much more to tell you about Maria Elena, apart from by her name. I mean, I guess she's from a Hispanic background, but based out of Kansas, uh, Wichita in Kansas, and headed over to LA to record with uh, Big Ego Records and the band here. What I loved most about it, though, is like, it's like a nice folk song, but then all the sort of quote-unquote accidental noises in the background, all the atmospheric noises, how you'd probably describe it, isn't it? Sort of just elevates it somewhat 100% elevates was exactly the word I was going to use as well exactly takes it from being a nice folk record to like being what I think is a wonderful record so yep the album is Eros it's out now on Big Ego Records I'm going to play some music now from uh, Kalita Records which is a London record label I've really got into what they're putting out over the last couple of months they put out this incredible disco record by a chap called Mariah Ranjana and the Peddlers which came out in May which will probably end up on my favourites of the year certainly one I've had on in my kitchen quite a lot over the last couple of months and this is another sort of lost reissue uh, is how i would describe it this is from desmond chambers his album tiger bomb came out in 1987 pretty much impossible to find now this is reggae but sort of how i've described, described it's described here on the band campus reggae boogie heat yeah i i wrote down boogie licious reggae <laughs> <laughs> which could go one of two ways in, in, in my head it goes the right way and yeah so this is out right now on london label kalita records this is desmond chambers it's called halley gully version <laughs>
reggae boogie heat all over. It's a, it's a Desmond Chambers track is called Halle Gully version. It's taken from 12 inch on Kalita Records, Halle Gully backed with The Morning Show, another sort of hard to find B-side of his. Enjoy that. I love that squelchy bass synthesizer. Great. Mm. Yeah, it's absolutely cracking. We were trying to find out what Halle Gully mean, but the only thing Google was telling us was this song, basically. So. Yeah, so that's all it needs to mean. And yeah, a really cool sort of, yeah, we're sort of talking sort of a DJ warm-up, wasn't it? A DJ warm-up track, for sure. Really, really cool. Usher people onto the dance floor. That's it. Apparently the 12-inch does come with like extensive liner notes and an interview with uh, Desmond as well. The internet really doesn't give any information whatsoever to be honest so not in my research anyway and so yeah so if you want to find out more the 12 inch is your friend great i'm gonna play you one that's been on sort of my list for weeks and weeks now but not made it in but um managed to fit it in this one it is a brilliant new release by mario batovich who's being released now on invada records he's an accordionist does his own music does film scores and first came to my notice playing supersonic festival in 2018 or 19 his album was 2017 wasn't yes, it his first one yeah so maybe it's 2018 edition and you know people coming back from the festival i was just asking well, who was new to you that you thought was amazing and like three different people said mario bakjevic so been on my radar since then and he's got a brilliant new record called introspecto introspectio sorry and he's done a track with um, james holden and this track is called korea duplex
There we go. That is Mario Baktovich, Korea, Korea duplex from his introspectio record featuring james holden out now on invada records it says here in the blurb that mario is interested in finding the sonic possibilities of the accordion yeah <laughs> so i pretty much nailed that yeah, exactly i think that fits the album's got all sorts of um, guests on it including uh, pod favorite colin stetson but also mxlx who is uh, someone whose music i've known for a long time he's played a bunch of shows for me in the day and yeah that's great still want to book him Still would love to see him live. Mario Baktovich, let's do this. Yeah, probably the second name of someone who's based in Switzerland making extremely good experimental music, <laughs> I would say. Well, Simon Grab is coming over to play for me on uh, March the 3rd. So there you go, March the 4th. 50% Mario Baktovich. <laughs> get, get the same flight. <laughs> um, no, absolutely cracking. And yeah, it was one that was on my list for next week's podcast, in fact, because I was sort of going through in Wilder's uh, recent releases the other day and uh, just, yeah, just a superb label. And I think we said this before, like since that Divide and Dissolve record, it's sort of just been on like top form this year and last. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, I don't know exactly what's happening. I feel like they've released a bunch of soundtracks that um, are probably selling really, really well because of people buy soundtracks way more than they buy like artists' albums. Yeah. And they're putting just all that money into releasing loads of weird out there music. It's brilliant. Yeah, well, they made that, they combined the two, didn't they? Because they released that uh, Gazelle Twin soundtrack. I got that well. in the post two days ago. And actually I put it on because we, yeah, we did pumpkin carving on Sunday. And then after the pumpkins were carved, because while the pumpkins were being carved, we were watching Hellraiser 2. And then afterwards we are having some drinks to that album. And I found it, I've seen the film, which, which I enjoyed, but I found the album... It had a couple of Gazelle Twin tracks from her second album on it as well. I found it just a very listenable poll as a record. It was just like just a really good album. It didn't like feel like a film soundtrack to me. Actually, it was a very sort of good listenable album. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I also got it in the post <laughs> the other day. Thank you, Invada. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Invada. Gazelle Twin. I am going to play some music now from Christina Vansu. Christina Vansu, yeah, she's a US-born artist based in Brussels now. Released quite a lot of records on Cranky and uh, used to be in a duo called The Dead Texan with uh, stars of the lids, uh, Adam Wiltsey. And yeah, now makes a lot of music on her own, a lot of minimal piano ambient sort of sounds, modern classical. Sort of wrote down here that it's sort of a documentarian sort of music. It's uh, really wonderful. And this record really does encapsulate that particularly well. It's released on a French label called uh, Slow Moves, and this is called Releasing Spores, and this is the final track from the record. It's called A Soundtrack for Growth. Thank you. 
There you go, it's Christina Vantsu, a soundtrack for growth. Oh, a beautiful, beautiful track. It's taken from the equally stunning record called Releasing Spores. It's a cassette released on Slow Moves out of France. And yeah, like very ambient, minimal, like she composes music mostly with synthesizers you heard in there. Just love all that, again, atmospheric noise, background noise. It's very, yeah, it just really gives a 3D perception of conception of the whole record. It's just fab. It's very visually arresting, I would say. Yeah, I also listened to a bit of that um, because I got it on a, a mail out from Boomcat, which I'm sure is probably where you got it from as well. And I uh, didn't manage to fit it in, but I thought it was very nice and glad that you did. Cool. That's about all we've got time for. Thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. I feel like we already did the Patreon plug and all of that before, but uh, we'll be uh, giving you the dates for our latest patron special sometime very soon and when you're back from holiday i suspect yeah exactly we're definitely not getting in before then and we're going to finish with an absolutely stunning 13 minute proper one to dive headlong into it's the latest release from shackleton the project of sam shackleton the last track from him we played was from his tunes of negation collaboration which was uh, 2020 it says here, unlike much of my work recently, this is not a concept album. It is without any collaborators. I just wanted to focus on my core sound, really, but without any of the genre tropes that may have been present the last time I made a solo album. So, yes, there's definitely Sam feeling like he can sort of release the shackles. <laughs> I, I don't even want to react to that. <laughs> and uh, do something. And also, I was talking to someone about Shackleton recently. He makes really great music. He's really popular and has literally zero social media presence on anything anywhere. Just does his thing and makes music. I really want to see him live again because I haven't seen him live in like 10 years. And I love that Tunes and Negation record. It is coming out on uh, Woe to the Septic Heart. That's got an exclamation mark on the end. Records. The album's called Departing Like Rivers. And this is Something Tells Me slash Pour Out Like Water. And we'll be back with you next week. Bye. <laughs>